Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Albumholics. My name is Aurelio. I'm here with my boy, Patrick. Hell yeah, brother. (laughs) Sorry. His name's not Patrick, but he is my homie, though. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks. What the fuck is this intro? I don't know, man. I just randomly thought of that. Yeah, ringing that, winging it. Rawr, I'm random. Uh, yeah. Anyways, uh, this this uh, this episode we got here. Uh, the producer's looking at us. Yeah. We gotta, we gotta shave up. Yeah. Bring out the whip. <laughs> got uh, that count. <laughs> we gotta escape the fate this week. Escape of the Friday, as you said yeah. before. Escape of the Friday. <laughs> <laughs> so we were cracking up before we started recording because. He's like, what do we got? Escape of the Friday. I was like, what is this? The Italian metalcore band? Escape of the Friday. <laughs> yes, Escape de Friday. <laughs> oh my God. All right. Yeah, uh, Escape the Fate yeah. for us English speakers, you know, over here. <laughs> Yeah, we're not doing Italian yet. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think I just crashed our entire Italian market <laughs> if it ever grows up. Probably. <laughs> uh, maybe they might uh, find some humor in that. You never know. Yeah. Probably not. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, yeah. An American, uh, you know, hard rock slash kind of metalcore band. Slash emo. Yeah. A lot of emo music. Uh, from the early or mid 2000s and they're still going strong. I don't know about strong, but they're yeah, still going. Yeah, they're still going. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, first album here, Dying is Your Latest Fashion, from 2006. Yeah. Andy, what did you give the song album? Okay. B, B+. Plus. Okay, okay. I uh, really like the two big singles off of it. Which were? Oh. Uh, situations. <laughs> yeah. And Not Good Enough for Truth and Cliché. Yeah. I thought those are both well. They're both like classic emo songs. emo songs, like oh, yeah. uh, from this time period of two thousand six. Mm-hmm. Um, I think those were the best, well written songs, mm-hmm. and everything everything else felt more like a debut album again. Yeah, but I really like those two. I've been actually jamming out to those two albums all week, or those two songs all week. Yeah. I already added them to my actual like main playlist. Yeah, they are really good. They're really catchy. Yeah, I um I remember hearing both of them, mm-hmm. but I never was like I never had an emo phase or listened to anything. Yeah, but they were popular songs, and there was a lot of people if you were on the interwebs around this time that had emo phases. So oh yeah, you always heard these references. The scene a lot. kids, or if, you know, I mean, we had friends that sit in their rooms by themselves and complain nobody. Hang- oh, sorry, that's a whole another problem. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, anyways, uh, yeah. no, but I really liked, I really liked those two songs like a lot, mm-hmm. and maybe it's just because you know I found them again. But and this is the only uh, album that features our boy Ronnie, yeah, convicted felon, future boy. singer of <laughs> Falling in Reverse, yeah, yeah, um, boy Ronnie Radke. He has just such a different presence about him. Yeah, he is. He is a. He has a very powerful stage presence. Yeah, and. You can feel it when you're listening to this this album, yeah, and you can see it in his other band, too, yeah. So, like, I mean, his his voice is it's it's good. It's not great or anything, mm-hmm. but just the presence he brings 
when he sings it and all that. Oh yeah, is what really makes it. Oh yeah, and I feel like, like well, he sounds different in this, in Falling Reverse and his Future Project for like the few songs I have listened to. Yep, this is where he sounds like the quintessential mid two thousands scene kid, emo scene emo singer. Like when you oh, think yeah. of that, yeah, he's one of the, I think the first sounds that pops up. Mm-hmm. I but, agree. I think he actually carries, I think, a lot of these songs. I think he's a lot of the best parts of some of these songs. Yeah. Yeah. Just from, I like I said, the presence and the charisma and the cadence and all that he has to go with it. So, mm-hmm. For this type of music, he's yeah. a great singer. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if he'd fit well outside of it, yeah. but he makes it really well. Mm-hmm. I mean, great singer. Questionable dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, he was actually kicked out of this band because of... Well, he went straight to prison. Well, he didn't go straight to prison. No. The The story is he got into a fight with somebody, and then somebody else killed somebody in oh, that altercation, and then he got probation, and he didn't show up. Did you Did you read on that altercation? That shit's... I, I kind of glimpsed over it. It was something stupid. They, like, him and another guy wanted to get in the fight. So yeah. they, they agreed to meet at a certain time and place. Mm-hmm. They all brought their boys. And the other guy yeah. brought, I think, his younger brother. Uh-huh. And one of the guys Ronnie brought Had shot and killed that dude. Yeah, okay. And then so he just, he got, I think, he got five manslaughter years or something. Five years probation. Yeah. And then, and then he failed to check in with his probation officer and went to prison for two years. Yep. And then he's, he, he, so had, he also had priors too. It wasn't yeah, like his he had, first. He had narcotics he had, priors. Yeah, drug priors yeah. and stuff like that. So, questionable dude outside, but fits well. Yeah, with this type of music. And I hear he's an addict. <laughs> God, we're gonna play that up so much next time. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, yeah. So B, right? That's yeah. What you gave it? That's I what I gave it to. About a B plus. Yeah. Oh uh, man, this this album brought back so many memories of that it really time period. Did. It's like just so many throwbacks, like situations and um that other song that I forgot the name of. The Not other good pop- enough for truth and cliches. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um I also liked uh My Apocalypse on uh, the web we weave. Um I did not like the guillotine, which is no. one of those they they have like um sequels to that song on other albums here. Yeah. But man, the guillotine comes in it's all right at first and then the death growls come in out of nowhere and they just ruin that fucking song yeah Tear, like and i'm talking like deep deep death yeah growls. they were they were going hard on yeah trying to act like they were freaking um cannibal corpse or something you know <laughs> which you know did not fit anywhere on the album no it was way out of place but i yeah. loved i love the title when i go out i want to go out on chariot of fire yeah, <laughs> I don't know why, but that just made me laugh. I want to go out on in a blaze of glory, but then I love the closing song. It's called "The Day I Left the Womb." Yeah, <laughs> the day this hell started. Yeah, probably what they're trying to say. Yeah. Oh, but... Ricky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, I really like this, and it is, I think it is one of the. Classic mid two thousand scene emo albums. Oh yeah, I would recommend people who are into that music. If for <laughs> some reason they have not years, heard, it. yeah, and twenty years later you're still in the scene emo kids. Yeah, and you haven't heard of it. Yeah, this is a great album to check out. So, 
All right. Should we move on to their next album here? I think that's fair. All right. Their next album from 2008, This War Is Ours. Featuring the first to feature former Bless the Fall singer. Yeah. Craig Mavitt. Yeah, which I believe he stays on for the rest. Yeah, he's still their singer. There. I remember reading things Stop about, me. I don't know if it was the tour for this album mm-hmm. or the next one. I think it's this one. So I see he replaces Ronnie because Ronnie goes to jail. Mm-hmm. And when they're playing live shows, people are like, we want Ronnie. Yeah. You know, we want Ronnie. And he tells them at one point, he's like, you want to see the old singer? You can head over to the Las Vegas Penitentiary and visit him there. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, damn. You I uh, Throwing shots. Yeah. I The reason why I picked this band and then my next one is because of Ronnie Radke. Like, I, I remember this story. I went to a warp tour with some guys and we saw Falling in Reverse, which is his next band. And uh all the girls in the crowd were like right when he came out, they were just yelling for him to take off his shirt and I was just like rolling my eyes, you know, and he takes off his shirt and it's just this, you know, pale, pasty white dude. <laughs> with tons of tattoos. Yeah, tons of tattoos. Like he wasn't even fit. Yeah. You know, he 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 was that skinny type of fit, you know, where he was so skinny that the muscles did show and not like he was actually in shape or whatever, but I just, rem- I'll, I'll never forget just that crowd and how all the girls were screaming and cheering for him to take off a shirt and stuff. Like I was like, Oh my God. But I didn't even listen to this kind of music. And I even, I know who Ronnie Radke is. It's yeah. just funny. Yeah. So he was a larger than life personality. Yeah. He's very full of himself. I think. I think so too. <laughs> Anyways, we're not talking about him anymore because he is out of the band. Yeah, we're talking about the next the next lineup here. You know, uh, with this war is ours. What did did you say? What you gave the album? No, oh, you first. Okay, I gave this album a B. Okay. Um, I did like the singer. I think he's pretty good. I liked him in Bless the Fall as well. Um, he did their first album, I believe, um, before he left. Um, and it had some. This album had some pretty strong songs on it, too. Like, uh, what do we got? I really liked Ashley. The Flood was a good one. This War is Ours, which is the guillotine part two. Way better than the first one. Uh, And Ten Miles Wide. I refuse to listen to anything with Josh Todd in it. I was going to say, is that the singer for Buck Cherry? Yeah. (laughs) Which is, who is featured on Ten Miles Wide. I don't actually refuse to listen to anything with Josh Todd, but I hate that dude's voice. Yeah. He's he's one of those very distinct American rock voices, like Hinder's the lead singer for Hinder, and every time I hear him, Dead Man, I'm like, every time I hear it, I'm like, bro, is that Josh Todd again? Yeah, this dude is in more songs than songs he wrote with Buck Cherry. Yeah, he was he was very popular in like the mid 2000s. Yeah, he's even on a Treyu song. I swear to God, he's on more. I think yeah, no, he is, but. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I'd give this maybe like a B minus C plus. Mm-hmm. I thought the flood and this war is ours were the best two. Um, but I feel like maybe not so much yet. But I definitely feel like it's less like the songs had less personality behind them now. Mm-hmm. Without without Ronnie there, yeah, I feel like yeah, he is a good singer and he fits and. His but screams and all that are good, but I don't know. It just didn't feel is, like yeah. There's a different feel. Yeah, the to band has a different album. feel. Yeah, to this one, and 
I thought Ashley was okay, but the flood and I think the Swarzars were my two favorite, obviously. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know. Everything else just it felt kind of flat. But again, maybe not so much this album as the ones coming up. Yeah, but I I think without Ra- Ronnie, it just didn't feel the same mm-hmm. because of the performance he brought on the vocals. Yeah, where this guy was just he was a, he's a good singer and he fits well and he was mm-hmm. a great figure for the band. Yeah, but I mean obviously there's a reason everybody knows who Ronnie is you know and even though he released yeah one album with his band yeah and he's still yeah yeah. He's pretty relevant today, still kind of in this scene. But going into this, I had known this war or the guillotine too. Yeah, you know, song, and I listen to that a lot. That's on my playlist. Mm-hmm. Is it really cool intro? Yeah. Is it that one? Yeah. Yeah. The real cool guitar part. Other than that, all the other songs were just kind of eh. meh. I agree. I I I agree. This war. Is ours, but they did not win it. No, they even got mixed reviews from everybody when it came out, mm-hmm. which is fair. Outside of those, the guillotine and the flood, those were the big hits when right. it came out, and then ten miles wide, obviously. But yeah, that was a that was a weird choice. Adding what was his name, Todd or Josh Todd? Josh Todd. Okay, that with two first names. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing at that. Uh, all right. Should we head on to their next album here? Yes. We got self-titled Escape the Fate from 2010. Andy, what did you give this album? See? <gasps> That's shocking. I mean, even the album artwork's on original. Is this the one with their heads on it? That's one. It's the basic queen look. But they copied oh, queen yeah, from yeah, yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody. But, I don't know. There just wasn't... This... Yeah. This felt like the trend of just being more... Mediocre, I mm-hmm. think. Like like I said, the last album wasn't that... Didn't feel the same way about not being the same as with Ronnie there. You know, yeah. having that. But this just felt more... Eh. No real big songs off it, I don't think. Issues, eh. maybe. Yeah, issues and massacre i think but issues was the the single yeah but they weren't like i don't i don't feel like they were on the same par as yeah they weren't as good like the as first some of the, stuff. the first two songs or the two songs out the first albums mm-hmm. yeah this i gave this album a c plus kind of c minus somewhere around there maybe just a c and um they i feel like they tried to be more serious mm-hmm. in this album where the previous two albums it seemed like the guys were just trying to have fun and play, you know, play fast, play hard, whatever. And this album, they changed their tone a little bit. And they're not necessarily slower, the songs, but they're not as kind of wild, I guess. And they're more structured and, you know, this is our beginning intro or, you yeah. know, pre-chorus, all that stuff. Um, so they're trying to be more songwriters. Yeah, and um, I feel like, sorry not to cut you off, but just off that thing. As a lyricist, I feel like Ronnie had much better mm-hmm. lyrics than this guy seems to have. Yeah. And there was always those memorable lines in, like, the first songs, or, you know. Uh-huh. In the few following verse songs I know, too, are always got some dumb, kind of funny lines. Cheesy lines. Yeah, it's, it's fun. It's cheesy. That's fun. Yeah. But I, I agree. That's why I agree with you on this. Like, they got more serious, and it takes mm-hmm. some of it out. Yeah. I agree. I did. Um, 
the the for me the song that I really liked the most though was I believe it's the last song, uh, "World Around Me." I really I I really enjoyed listening to the yeah. bass in that song. That one wasn't that was yeah, a pretty decent me. song actually. Yeah. Now that I think a about it, slow ballad, but yeah, I really liked listening to the bass in that song. It kind of popped. Yeah. So, but overall, you know, it was just it the change that they'd made is too i didn't like it you know no me either and like we said it just kind of kind of eh yeah should we move on yeah let's go on to 2013's ungrateful 2013 was a powerful year in music it's when imagine dragons came out I don't actually know that. I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I was like, why do you know that? Um, yeah, Ungrateful. 2013, I gave this a C minus. Yeah, I guess it's like a C, C minus as well. Yeah, it is. It's just like every album since the first one has been like a slow decline. In quality. In quality and mm-hmm. songwriting ability. Mm-hmm. Which makes you wonder where this band would have been. I mean, obviously we don't get Fall in Reverse if Ronnie doesn't go to jail because it's dumbass friend murdered somebody else yeah but where but would this where band would they have, have been? taken yeah yeah i would i would be very interested to see that but yeah this i feel i felt this album was very boring and like i feel when i listened to these songs i felt as if they didn't have any original material right to put on an album so they kind of just rehashed what they had done on the previous two not their first one but the previous two to this yeah, previous two. I was very yeah. um kind of not excited, I don't think it's the right word, but very interested to get to one for the money because mm-hmm. it's such it has such a high count on their Spotify. Yeah. And I got to it and I'm like Really? Like, why? like this? Yeah, this This song? has more listens than the flood? Mm-hmm. I was like, it's not even that good. It's it's literally just built off one for the money, two for the show type thing. Mm-hmm. And it's mostly chorus. Yeah. I was very surprised, and I didn't really care for that song either. I feel like I missed an album in here. I feel like I missed Gnome, too. I felt like we were already surprisingly on to... But no. No, we're right on track. <gasps> Interesting. Because we did Dying of Your Latest Fashion. Yep. This War is Ours. Mm-hmm. Escape the Fate. And then Ungrateful. And there's three albums left after that, and they have seven studio albums. Eat me, I am you. Okay, okay. No, I think my notes. I think I missed one. Yeah, I missed one. That's why. Okay. Okay, but uh, I I remember that album. What album did you miss? I am human. Oh. So, but yeah, ungrateful. It was. It was. It pales in comparison to their, even their previous two albums, which weren't even that great you know no there was nothing really off of this song this album that was a hit in my opinion i agree it's there that was a big one um yeah not a lot of sleep this weekend (laughs) Uh, um yeah it just it just really feels like this band peaked with their first album and like i say peaked loosely because Honestly, it's like in in the history of albums or anything, mm-hmm. it's not really even that amazing of an album, right? 
Yeah. Like those songs, like the two songs off of it, off the first album, aren't even really like that good. They're just... They're good. They're just they're good. fun to listen to. And they're to, fun to listen to. If you're into that type of music. Yeah. You know, like I feel like if we were to play these songs for, you know, like hip hop artists or, you know, people who listen to that type right. of music or other types of rock music or even metal fans, you know, they'd be like, oh, this... Shit emo sucks. shit. I don't listen yeah. to that. <laughs> <laughs> I know because that was me at one point. Yeah, bullet for my Valentine. <laughs> I mean that was that was back when you were big into Mudvayne, right? Yeah, yeah. Some takes don't age well because then <laughs> Bullet became one of my favorite bands. Yeah. Not so much nowadays, but back then. Yeah, they put out some good stuff I had, back then. I had two albums. In my car and repeat in high school, I feel like, for at least a year and a half. It was Shogun and then Scream, Aim, and Fire. <laughs> Shogun is such an amazing album, though. It really is. That's like a that's like a S triple tier. It, it really is. <laughs> if we ever do Trivium. Which, we probably will, because we keep having to... We keep seeing them in concert. Yeah, I was, was going to say, we're going to see them here again in April. I don't know, we're going to see them three times, like a year. and we didn't, We're not even trying to see Trivium. <laughs> it just happened to be with everybody. <laughs> When's the third time? Oh, if we went to see, oh. if we go get those tickets to see Maiden in October. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because we would have saw him on the Metal of the Year tour. And then we'll see him again on the Metal of the Year tour. And then we'll see him with Maiden. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I hope Megadeth puts on a better show this time. Yeah. I don't know if the show was, this, that was by far... I think it was one the of the worst weakest. versions we've seen. And I don't know if it just seemed like, because I swear to God, nobody else in that crowd was excited to see Megadeth. Yeah. Like, Lamb of God. Lamb of God, Lamb of God was killed on the And they killed it, and everybody was into it, and you could hear everybody shouting lyrics. And then yeah. Megadeth came on, people were leaving, and yeah. the people, nobody next to us seemed to know the words to any songs. So I'm like, it's kind of weak. Uh, yeah, this is like, really? Really? It's Maybe it's because they had... Lamb of God is the previous act, you know. I wouldn't even be. I wouldn't even care. I mean, it never happened. But if Megadeth went first and then Lamb of God went, yeah. But just the total lack but, of anybody really, yeah, being I was, into Megadeth. Yeah, I was going back and watching some of the videos that I took from that concert, and I could tell because I took some during the Lamb of God and then some in the some during Megadeth, and there was a definite crowd difference. Yeah, and just how enthusiastic and how pumped up they were, and. The energy that they were giving off, which I'm not gonna lie, Lamb of God did put on. They, they killed it. Killed it. Yeah. yeah. Although I could have really done without the fucking gunshot sound right at the beginning and the end. Yeah. <sighs> it's very. Uh, I was feeling start running out of there. <laughs> that shit was loud as hell. It was. It was. We'll see. Maybe this time will be better. Maybe maybe that's actually at least that fucking album. Maybe it'll. Maybe it was because it was outdoors. Maybe that didn't help. Because we've only seen Megadeth indoors. But I feel like I've only seen Lamb of God indoors. True. <laughs> <laughs> I've only seen Trivium. No, that's not true. I've seen Trivium outside. Yeah. Yeah, we've both seen Trivium outside. Then again, Trivium only played a lot of their new, new stuff. shit, and it wasn't nobody was into that either. Yeah, they played egg whites, but you know. Yeah, then or I messaged, in, in wipes. Then I messaged their guitarist and said, "Hey, man, you should have played more from Shogun." Because me and him friends on Facebook. <laughs> he's probably just looked at. It, he's like, "Delete this guy." He saw it. Now we're still friends. 
<laughs> he didn't reply to it, but I know he saw it. Yeah. He left me on red. What a dick. <laughs> Anyways, though. Yeah. Back to Escape of the Escape of the <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Ungrateful. It was meh. Yeah. There was nothing really that I liked on that album. Uh, all right, next one. 2015's Hate Me. All right. Andy, what did you give this album? See. Minus? Yeah, probably. There was literally... This album title is, you know, making it too easy. You know, it's it's already telling us to hate it, you know? I want you to know that this album features a new lineup with Kevin Thrasher Gruft on Here's the Instruments he plays. You ready? Mm-hmm. Lead guitar. Mm-hmm. Good so far, right? Bass. Mm-hmm. And programming. Oh man, they hired a programmer finally. Yeah, and he plays guitar and bass. God. And the other guy they hired plays rhythm, guitar, and bass. Yeah. How many goddamn bass players do they have in one? <laughs> they gotta add like four. They for each song they have a bass player do like thirty seconds each. You oh, know, for they real? build them together. The programmer programs them together. Yes, guys, literally lead guitar, programming, engineer, bass, and backing vocals. Mm-hmm. Bro. What are they coding this album? Yeah. If song sucks, this is true. <laughs> <laughs> right. If song sucks, put on album. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, they they lost two guitarists and they lost uh their founding bassist. Yeah, then they replaced them with two guys. They replaced three guys. Yeah. With two. Yeah. Which uh uh one of the one of the dudes, his name is Max Green. I don't know if you remember this song when we were coming back from the Megadeth concert. Um, it was that Violent New Breed no. song, and you, it had uh, Howard Jones on it. Oh. And you were like, what the hell is this? I was like, oh, that's that's my song. When we combined oh, our yeah, playlists, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, he made that new band and then has a decent song. But um, there's, like, no info on that guy. And he's a founding member of Escape the Fate and that other band. And you can't find anything about huh. him. And he just disappeared, apparently. Private dude, I guess. Yeah. But anyways... Yeah, this this album there was I don't know, man. All I know is I hated the last song. Yeah. Super generic radio rock, you know? Like it took the soul out of this band. Yeah, they started uh they started reaching the bottom of the bell curve on this one. <laughs> Just a memory was kind of, you know, hard-hitting, kind of reminiscent of something from maybe um, this war is ours, but the way this album started to sound too was definitely set them on the path where they're going. They go, and the last album ends up at yeah, like it starts that path. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, this is a C. This is just very. This meh. feels like just a band just clinging on to their early success and still making albums. Yeah, just can't get out of this emo phase. It's yeah, not a they, phase they, anymore. They didn't know, yeah, they didn't know where to go past there, so they just went down uh, playing what was popular, starting to record what was popular at the time. Yeah. I'm still touring off the name of the Scapa de Fade. Yes. Yeah, Scapa de Fade. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Oh, Escape a Defeat. I, I don't really have that much to say about this album, or really. The, the next, next album. <laughs> <laughs> the next album, which is 2018's I Am Human. Also C for me. Yeah. Just continues the trend of the album before it. Yeah. I um I gave this album a C. 
and all of the singles that were released, which there were five of, I did not like any of them. I liked a different song, which is Recipe for Disaster. Yeah, I like that Quest and RuneScape. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. Um, yeah, it was a generic song, but, you know, the chorus caught me. But, man, listening to this album, they, they've definitely lost their way. And no, then, that's that's the next album. That, okay, that is, <laughs> they're going into losing their way. They're on a slippery slope right here, and then they're about yeah. to fall off. You they've know? got... They've got two doors, what they used to be and what they don't, and they got their hand on what they're not. Yeah. And they're about to open it and go through that door with the next album. Yeah. There's, I've, I've said it before, but there's just like no soul, I think, in a lot of these songs. No. They're just being made to be made. Like I said, they're just touring off the popularity of Escape the Fade name. Yeah. Also... I mean, obviously we haven't done it, but Falling Reverse gets huge. Yeah. Like, They huge. blow up compared to um, Escape the Fade. And then how do you feel that, you know, if you're Escape the Fade, where your first travels are pretty well received, mm-hmm. and then by the time Ronnie gets out of prison and starts his Falling Reverse, mm-hmm. you're, you're, you're all right. Yeah. But he just blows up and then makes your band irrelevant pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Because... Why keep listening? Why why go see Skate to Fate to hear the other songs? We can go see Ronnie play his new stuff, which is just as good or just better. as good as and almost yeah, reminiscent to yeah, yeah. They blow the fuck up. Yeah, dude, that band is huge. Like it's well, it's two bands on two different trajectories. Yeah, one's one start. They both started a you know a flat playing field. Escape the Fate goes up, 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 and then it just kind of levels off and then goes down and then falling in reverse is. Up, 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 up. And a lot of these a lot of these songs with Skate to Fate for these albums are them trying to follow current trends. And I feel like with Falling Verse, they were they were setting some yeah, of the just current trends. Doing their own damn thing, yeah. you know. So But I think you're right too. Like that's what it feels like on the first two albums of them doing their own thing. Yeah, having and, fun with it, just playing. And then you're right, once they try to get serious in that one, mm-hmm. then it just started to slip and I feel like then either the band became less fun, so founding members quit. Mm-hmm. And then they failed in people with newer IR ideas, and then you know it's a ship of Theseus. Is it really the same band anymore? Yeah, yeah. I think the singer is the no. longest, and no, well, the drummer. They still have, the drummer is a founding member. Okay, but then yeah, then it's the singer. Yeah. So if you want to go visit the current singer, Escape the Fade, you can go to any VFW hall or <laughs> county, <laughs> county fair. God damn it. <laughs> You want to go visit Ronnie? You can go to any arena. Yeah. <laughs> for for some reason, that reminded me. That just made me think of Kid Rock. Oh, uh, I thought of uh, Lars. Is yeah, we sell out. Yeah, sell um, out every arena we play. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it made me think of Kid Rock because of like him canceling all oh, these yeah. shows. But I've I've heard jokes that he was canceling shows beforehand because of low ticket sales like nobody yeah. wanted to go so yeah that was one of the comments i saw it was like well as long as uh groups over 12 are allowed he'll be fine <laughs> or, <laughs> under or, 12 or under 12 are allowed he'll be fine <laughs> yeah anyways not go down that rabbit hole <laughs> not yet but we're going we're going to yeah at some point we gotta do kid rock doing it rather than later <laughs> Uh, All right, we'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, 
Alright. Uh, yeah, I Am Human. Very, very meh album. Uh, so we should head on to their next next album here. Yeah. Chemical Warfare. It's ruining a good song name. 20, yeah. 2021. C-. C-. Yeah. Yep. What the fuck was this? Dude. Okay, first off, let, let's go over the album artwork. Because... I looked at this album artwork and I was like, man, this is some thrash metal like album artwork. You know, yeah. it's it's a like a gas mask that's broken and, you know, it looks like it's in a nuclear fallout area or whatever. With lightning. Yeah, with lightning. And I, I can think of like being a toxic holocaust album artwork or... Um, Danzig 5. <laughs> some, just, <laughs> just, yeah, just something not escape the fate like no. this is not the kind of music that you guys make to be putting this type of album artwork out but then the album itself like the as soon as i saw they had a song with lindsey sterling i was like bro yeah. what the fuck yeah she's I, a violinist right yeah she's like some super like you know attractive looking girl plays the violin yeah not taking away from her ability to play but it's like mm-hmm. bro and then i saw they had a song with travis barker and i was like oh my god <laughs> have we hit this point yeah. and then i hit play and i was like we have hit this point we have hit this point of there's no longer everything sounds electronic and clean mm-hmm. we're getting we're getting uh featuring things from very popular musicians at the time that don't even fit the genre uh, the genre that you play in yep yeah the the song with travis barker I didn't even I didn't even realize he was on there. Like there's no. I don't. Maybe it's just because I don't listen to enough Blink One Eighty Two or whatever. I always thought he was overrated. But like, I don't think he has any defining. No. Like like Joey Jordison. Yeah. Or Lars or this caveman drumming. Caveman Phils. <laughs> yeah. Caveman Phils. Or like Dave Lombardo or, you know, Nick Drum Menza, Gar Sam. You know, yeah. Like all these other drummers, when you hear them on a song. You're like, man, that sounds really familiar. And you think about it and you're like, oh, that's this person, you know, because they have some distinct way of playing. But I don't I don't feel that with Travis Barker. No, me either. I didn't even know he was on there until I read the album history. And I was yeah. like, oh, he was on there. It didn't make any difference. Like, sounded like the other drummer. Yeah, dude, this sounded like every trying to be relevant rock artist in 2021. Yeah. Over the top. Production value. Uh, production value is over the top. Everything's electronic sounding. Mm-hmm. There's feels Defin- like no hard and soul into it. Yeah. More of a pop rock song yeah. sound. Trying to get all that radio play. The only defining thing about this album is that it was only like 30-something minutes. 38 it? minutes. Yeah. I remembered because I woke up at... Sorry, when I woke up today, it was an hour before you got here. Mm-hmm. And I still had to finish the album. And I was like, oh, thank God, it's only 38 minutes. <laughs> and then I, re- I started and I was like... I already know what I'm giving this album. <laughs> I was yeah. like, I don't even have to pay attention that hard. Yeah. So, that was good. But yeah, I mean, I finished this album like two hours ago. Mm-hmm. I don't remember a goddamn thing about it. <laughs> other than... He didn't like it. It didn't like it and it sounded generic. I feel like every rock band we get that's still making albums gets to this point. Yeah, nowadays. Yeah. And it's it's really upsetting because... I mean, I understand... You know, once you get to a certain level as a musician, either you become a product or you. Let's be honest, um, the, the Dark Knight set a 
the best. Yeah, you um, you either die the hero or live long enough to yourself become the villain. Yeah, like you know, you got artists like Joni Mitchell or Fiona Apple who will get successful and then they take their music and do their own thing, and then you got other bands that you know release a little bit of stuff, become successful, and then they become a product of the record label. And I feel like that's where this band has gone. And it's where a lot of bands, unfortunately, have gone. Where, you know, Theory of a Dead Man. Yeah. <laughs> but they just sell us. Yeah. Or what was uh, what was it? Um, Daughtry. <laughs> Dude, Daughtry. Well, let's, no, we don't even know. Let's just move on. We don't need to get started on Daughtry. They are a product. They sold this band. Anyways. Bogus grooving. Yeah. Motherfuckers. <laughs> anyways, anyways, anyways. Anyway, if you haven't listened to the Daughtry episode, you guys should check that out. That's, that's one of our best episodes, I think. I can't believe I went on like a nine-minute rant. <laughs> I've, I've had people come to me that I didn't even know this about. Wow, you really didn't like Daughtry. <laughs> I was like, what? What? Yeah, you ain't wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I hate every. I like, I like the songs, and that's why I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> because they're so easy to listen to. Yeah. All right. Anyways, no, we're not talking about Daughtry. We're talking about Escapa de Fate. Escapa de Fate. Yeah. Got to get the little the hand yeah. gesture in there. <laughs> God. That's gonna be a meme forever now. <laughs> All right. Escape the fate. What would you give them? I want to say like a C, because I'm not listening to anything past the first two albums. Yeah. Like, I'm going to listen to, yeah, Situations and Truth and Clichés and The Flood and This War is Ours. And that's it. That's mm-hmm. honestly yeah, probably the only things that are going to make it on my playlist. Yeah. It's literally like, I don't want to say Ronnie was carrying the man, because that's not what it was, but it just feels like it's just... Gone downhill. Just gone downhill since he left. Yeah. And... It's hard not to say he carried the band because then you go look at what Fall in Reverse did and it's like, boom. But he just has such a just a presence about him, even yeah. when he just sings. Like, yeah, he carries the band. Yeah, so I agree. I mean, even obviously we haven't got to it, but I'll use this like, I'm not a vampire from Fall in Reverse, which is be honest, one of their biggest songs. Yep, really not that great of a song. No, but, but it's very catchy. But it's very catchy, and it's the way he carries the song with the, the way with, he sings it and yep, the, way the way the way lyrics are. Yep. And some of the lyrics are just, they're fun, and they're kind of out there. and yeah. it, it feels almost tongue-in-cheek, but also serious at the same time. Mm-hmm. And even like the serious songs off the first album from, you know, Dying's Their Latest Fashion, they were serious, but there was some there were some good lines in there. Yeah. Especially from Truth and Clay where he's like, crash my car through your window. Yeah. Just to see if you're still alive. Yeah. Before I kill you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, it makes it sound good and it's a nice, good chorus. But when you think of it, you're like, oh, that's terrible. kind of dumb. Yeah. Or from um, another example would be I'm not a vampire where he's like, I feel like a pregnant, a lady that's pregnant with a baby because I'm always throwing up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's such a weird way to say it, but yeah it just sounds fun when yeah. he, when he sings it in the context of the song and you know? even the thing we keep quoting is you know hi my name is Ronnie and I'm an addict <laughs> hi Ronnie yeah just just that whole song is just has so many of those little tidbits in yeah. there you and I feel like even it. like the first album had those on those two songs you yeah. know yeah 
I agree. And I feel like even the second album had a little bit still of that, you mm-hmm. know? A little nice little bits. But then after that, it was just like, ah, I don't know what we're doing out here. Yeah, yeah. It's like, we don't want to quit because we don't know what else to do, so let's just keep making music, you know? Yeah. They're going to uh, keep raking in the money off of the name. Would you give it... What would you say for a Scapita Fade? I'd give them probably a C plus. Yeah. To, yeah. If if we're going off just the first two albums, I'd give them like a B, B plus. Yeah, I think so too. But everything else is just maybe a song here and there that I would like off of each album. If if I would say that I really like them, you know. Um, but it just goes downhill so far. And it doesn't look like they're going to come back out of that hole that they've dug no so i don't have but, any need to check out any future yeah at this point you know these guys are i think in their late 30s that'd be maybe early 40s, early 40s yeah i know ronnie is and he's looking rough nowadays <laughs> yeah. <but>. <laughs> <laughs> i saw his wikipedia picture and i was like damn yeah. the life of a felon the life of an addict yeah right so you know i i get that they need to evolve from you know, the stuff that they did at first, but they, it doesn't seem like they want to evolve. And no, not at all. Yeah. You know, if they're evolving, it's just more for more radio or radio friendly play. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. All right. Escapa de Fate. Escapa de Fate. Andy, what do we, what do we got next week? You know, it's funny. You were talking about Kid Rock. Oh, man. Yeah. We ain't doing Kid Rock, though. Okay. We're gonna do his protege, Uncle Cracker. <sighs> all right, all right. I think I know a couple songs from Uncle. You Cracker. do because he had some wildly popular songs. Yeah, and then like, to just fall off after that, or he hasn't made an album since 2012. Oh, okay. So, how many albums does he have? Four or five, I think. Okay. But he's had some like, I like songs that still get radio play. Yeah. But then the rest of it is like, what the fuck? <laughs> this doesn't even sound like the shit you had on the radio. Yeah. yeah. I remember uh, his first album. Uh-huh. I, I had the CD, and I really, I remember really liking it. So, and I haven't listened to it in years. Yeah. It's called Double Wide. So, yeah. just <laughs> so you trailer. know what you get into. It it does have one song that I really like, and I still jam out to. It. It's always in my top 100. Uh-huh. But some of them were like, and then you hear his radio friendly songs, and you're like. Is this the same person? Yeah, so this will, okay. I think this will be a fun one. I think this will be two fun ones back to back of Uncle Cracker and uh Yeah, my next one Falling Reverse is gonna be Falling in yeah, Reverse. We've mentioned it a few times, to, so yeah. So those will be the next two to look forward to. I think it'll be interesting. Yeah. But yeah, definitely on the first time he's definitely a Kid Rock's <laughs> protege. So uh check that All out. All right, yeah, check us out next week. Thanks for listening, guys. <laughs>